Hello and welcome to another edition of Bertie and Paul. Uh, delighted, we're going to do a tour this week, so I'm very, very excited. Uh, we have today the man of media, Sky News One, <laughs> Michael Dahl, father of one, father of one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, good evening, how are you? He's got a twinkle in his eye, the little boy, and he's just, ah, he's got his boy, got his boy, happy days, happy days. <laughs> and uh, we have also uh, <laughs> the star of the north, <laughs> Middlesbrough's <laughs> finest, <laughs> Stephen King. Jody Jody, Jody lad. <laughs> Oh no! Hi, good evening, everyone, and um, it's great to be called up again to the podcast. And um, Dan Devaney's been an absolute rock star, um, sensational. It's so unfair. Like I plod away every week trying to do these podcasts, and then Mum's like, "Oh, Dan Devaney's really good in the podcast." I'm like, "Yeah, so he is." Aunt Manny Barbara, oh boy, Dan Devaney's really good in the podcast. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, "I'm trying hard." I want some praise, I mean. Yeah, Danny actually would go on tonight as well, but he's working late, so I'm looking forward to him and Bertie's uh, face-off. But, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, Danny's I great. I remember Bertie. Yeah, Bertie, man, back in the day, man. He's building Glasgow, he's building Glasgow at the moment. Mikey, do you know, you know I never told anyone's story, we might as well just... Uh, he missed the podcast a couple of weeks ago because he was doing, he was doing a reflective essay with his son, Noah, Thousand, thousand word reflective essay. I'm like, how, how can you do a reflective essay? Is that not the the whole point? Is to for the boy to do it? <laughs> I mean, you can't. <laughs> is that right? Or is that, am I off there? Bet he's just been more philosophical in his old age, isn't he? He's just he's hands on. He's a hands on parent. I mean, hands on. <laughs> writing, writing prose now. He's writing prose. <laughs> Well, I, want to, I want to get him back on here as soon as he can. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get, we'll get him back. It's just constant. I've got to talk to his agents. I've got to talk to his missus. <laughs> it's just constant. You're trying to you're trying to give him the right, you know what I mean? He wants this, he wants that, he wants different things. It's very difficult, you know what I mean? But look, that's life. You just have to go on with it, you know what I mean? So yeah, the reason why we're doing this is because uh, Michael Dahl, uh, probably the greatest man on Twitter and probably the greatest uh, communicator, since Dan Devaney uh, texted me and said, I know I've got a wee boy now and stuff like that, but I, I need to say things. So I said, okay then. And then I, I, I phoned Stephen and Stephen needs to say things as well. So the people that used to stay in, where was your apartment called? Ormington Close. Is that right? Ormington Close, is it? Ormington it's not even Close. Ormington Drive? Ormington Court? No? Keep, keep trying. Ormington yep. Estate? Do you get estates? Where was it? London? Used to have stayed. But Putney, were it? Yeah, I, yeah, I know that was Putney, but where about it Putney? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of these nights, eh? One of these nights. <laughs> anyway, so we're we're. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the, the batter over because uh, last night I was trying to get some sleep, and Stephen text over the 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 backroom staff at Celtic. And if I start talking about the backroom staff at Celtic, we will not go, not go off this podcast. We will not go off it because I... Well, Rachel was like to me, why, why are we up last night at four o'clock? I'm like, Gavin Strachan, Craig Strachan, that's why I was up at four o'clock. Oh, man. Mm. Does Gavin Strachan have a daughter as well? Aye, and she, where is she? Is she like... She's probably in the board. In the market department Aye, or something? She'll be in the board of Celtic. Sorry, I'm not... A, did that sound sexist? Sorry. <laughs> oh jeez gotta cut the first part out <laughs> no, I'm sorry she could she could have been taken I said the, the board I said the board and you well. said <laughs> so Michael uh, what are you thinking go on no listen I, I, I'm I'm sitting here thinking no I, I've been listening to a lot of Celtic podcasts yeah. over the last few weeks for obvious reasons it's just all been building up in me yeah just this just this rage really at the at the situation what's going on at, at Celtic Park and I know listen it's all been said and I mean like, it's not really but it's, it's not really like see when you look at their backroom stuff and a lot of those guys in the podcast <laughs> well, see when you look at these guys in the podcast they've all got little 
Oh, Neil Lett. No, I mean, they've all got little, little delusions of grandeur. They all want their big fur coats at Selleck Park. I mean, realistically, tell, tell us the truth, Mikey. What's going on? That, I mean? uh, no, but that's, that's, that's not my biggest bugbear at, at, the, at the minute. I, like, I, like, I went on, and I shouldn't, you know what I mean? You shouldn't do this. You should never go on Twitter. That's the first rule of yeah. life. But anyway, once you're in there, I mean, you go down the rabbit hole, and I end, I end up looking through Twitter and, and finding Neil Lennon's agents on Twitter, right? right okay. A guy called Martin Riley, who, by the way, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe he's well known, but I, I apparently he went to Holy Cross in Hamilton. But there you go, before your time, I think. Aye, oh so shout out to anyone who might have known him, and apologies if you know um, anyone takes offence at this. But I thought it was really. Uh, instructive <laughs> no right okay I thought it was really instructive going through and enlightening going through that guy's Twitter because he pops up he's Lenny's he's Lennon's agent and he's his best mate right yeah and listen I've I've, I've bought Neil Lennon's book in the past man and boy so I'm, I'm you know what I mean Lennon's had his his pound of flesh from me did you buy his calendar so, Mikey did you buy his calendar I didn't buy his calendar no but I had bought his book and he does like he does dedicate his book to Martin Riley so I like, get listen they're big mates right I mm-hmm. get that mm-hmm. but he own, he's one of those guys that he only pops up on Twitter to basically make a point at, like when Celtic win basically and just say see see how good Neil Lennon is right so I, I anyway he I'm kind of, I'm not, I will just, I'll cut this short. Basically, go. going through this guy's Twitter, right? Looking at all the pictures over the last few years, you basically realise that there's this sort of network that, yeah. that all, like, he's he's the hub of it, if you know what I mean. Like, Martin Riley's the hub of it, and everyone else is kind of spokes. Yeah. And he's he was Charlie McGrew's agent in the past. He was Chris Common's agent. He's mm-hmm. obviously got some sort of, Connection with Gordon Strachan because there was pictures of Gordon Strachan, Neil Lennon, um, Scott like, Brown, uh, Rod Stewart, uh, uh, yeah, Scott Brown's there, um, like at, at Gordon Strachan 60th, and you just kind of realise, wait a minute, this is like who else? Would, like he's pals with he, he, the obvious. Uh, it's obviously the the Ewan Murray, the Guardian journalist. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know that we. Caddy, the wee Scottish caddy that used yeah, to caddy yeah. for Mark Kamer. Like that, this is so the like I'm going to say loosely use the term like Celtic supporting celebrities, but you just realise that there's this, there's obviously this network of like it's like an echo chamber that's just all telling like Neil Lennon, he, mm. you know what I mean? You're great, basically. So like if you then go and look at you and Murray's recent articles or his twitters. Oh, I mean, you know, these players are a disgrace, and you know, like Lennon's basically a great, you know, a, a great coach, Lenny as they call him. Yeah. And it's just, it, it just, I just realised, wait a minute, like, what? Well, it's just an old, bo- it's an old boys club now. It's yeah. an old, pa- you know, what I mean, like it's an old boys network rather. And you know, Lennon is outside of the usual, I suppose, like recriminations for any normal Celtic boss because, you know, well, I mean. What's Dermot Desmond going to do? He's going to phone up Gordon Strachan and say, you know, how do you think we're doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm pals with Lenny, so you know, obviously Lenny's doing great, and you know, don't don't look to change things. Maybe yeah. get one or two of my sons on board, and that'll help. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's the kind of and 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 then you realise this is this is why we are where we are because we, you know, I think you hinted at it the other night with the calendar thing. Yeah. I think there's a cult of Neil Lennon and I think Neil Lennon is 100% bought into it and I don't want to flag the guy off but you know I think he's went right down in my estimation some of the performance and it's the same thing you know what I mean It's the, which I know you guys are, are going to go on to about how poor a manager he is but you know it's the same things that are happening but the guys just get no self-awareness self-reflection to kind of sit down and think to himself as one would say look I'm you know you know, I'm, you know, I'm getting Celtic are a cash cow for me and all my mates. Well, you need to look past that. Do you know what I mean? You need to smash the, or forget about that network that you're in, and you know, everyone telling you you're great. You, you need to have the self awareness, like Ronnie Dyler did, to say, look, this is just, this has got away from me, and you know, see you later. Step down. I, I just, I'm still, I'm, I can't believe the guy's still there. What a brass neck. Um, and I, I think it's all really. No, but see the thing is, the thing yeah, is, right. I, I, go ahead. 
when I'm uh, I, I felt as if I'm a bit soft because when, when I was talking to Dan on Tuesday I was sort of saying yeah the bigger picture the bigger man be the bigger person and Dan's like no he's going to stay on and like Zidane Zidane just now is Real Madrid and he's doing politics and Real Madrid are really struggling to get in the last stages of the group stage of the Champions League they're not doing that well and he's holding on and doing the political shifting and then I'm like what's the difference between Zidane and Neil Lennon well obviously Zidane's won three European Cup but the point would be that am I just being totally naive here that you just keep on the, the, the cash cow back until you, you get kicked toppled off and well, so, does that, I think, is that forgotten then? Was Zidane? What? Well, I mean, like, Zidane, Zidane has, had been at Real Madrid for years. He managed them. He went away. Maybe there's a, maybe this is just a football thing. Maybe it's the same scenario there where all his, his networking contacts are just, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not making anyone face up to the truth of, of you know, you're, you're not performing well. I mean, I have to say, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Real Madrid might be struggling in the Champions League, but I must maybe they're doing all right in the Spanish no, League. Not. I mean, are they not? Well, you know, Celtics. I mean, Celtic's performances now. I mean, we're on the worst run since the mid '90s, since we were at Hamden, apparently. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's just not acceptable. Um, and I, you know, I, everyone's to blame, but you know, Neil Lennon's making a complete arse of himself. Basically, those. Those press conferences are just torture. Yeah, torture. I, I know I put myself through it, but oh my god! You get 16,000 16, views on YouTube of his last press conference before he goes out, and I could actually I could do your man, not the guy you like, Stephen, the impersonation. I could do the impersonation of him to like a hundred percent. I can give you all the cliche answers that come out, and the. I can do it and I'm sitting watching him and I can't watch him I can't watch him talk and I see the Celtic led well legend mm. but you've got to be very careful you know what I mean like your status and stuff like that you've got to be very careful and Celtic Celtic mean a lot to a lot of people uh, what do you think Stephen everybody's heard my views anyway so what about you Stephen well I, I don't know from the, the Dermot Desmond point of view you know it's a guy like him it was, did he was at London City Airport? He he, he sort of bought for for nothing and sold for a handsome sum. He should have sold a lot of those players at the start of the season. You know, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, and he and he should have right, sold. Kenny. But the thing is, it's, it's like so. Mike and I we studied. That's right. That was a recent uh, a recent passing in poor Kenny. So. <laughs> Mike and I studied economics, right? One of the best things about economics is the law of diminishing marginal returns. And we've, we've seen that this season with Celtic. So clear and evident. And it, actually, it's in every single player. I think it must must have been. Their value is, has dropped significant. And Dermot Desmond has, has probably you know lost out in a fortune. Um, that's my take on it. Neil Lennon, I don't think is would never fit, you know, for 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 the, for the management side. I mean, they say the guy's a great man manager. Um, it's not evident, you know. If I were a great man manager, I'd, I'd tell um, Edward that it was an under twenties game, under twenty one game, um, that he was going out to play, and then he'd probably bag a hat Jimmy, trick every time. Jimmy, Jimmy, you score three goals, you don't have to go on the plane. Don't have to. <laughs> Jimmy scored three goals that night. You know what I mean? Walked off of the match ball. Jimmy didn't go on the plane. We went through. That's my man's with Stephen. I mean, but I, mean, I, yeah. I, I, I should probably identify myself as someone that when oh, Lennon. Oh, Mikey, back, this isn't this type of podcast. <laughs> no. When, when, when I was actually quite pro Lennon, like I understood. I listen, take a side all of that stuff about him getting off of the job in the showers and all of that. I mean, that's always going to come back and bite you. I absolutely love Paul McCogan's theory that they're, they're waiting until the Scottish Cup final so that they can then sack him in the shower. It just comes full circle, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, no, that's... Uh, that, that, hopefully he's gone before then, but, uh, you know... <laughs> Uh, hopefully he gets um, I don't know caught in a plug hole in San Siro or something <laughs> um, oh. no it's but you know and I, I think you could make a case for him 
getting the job after winning the treble and the circumstances that he came in from. Come in, and you could have at that time, but you know, I mean, as soon as the Ferencváros game happened, like I, the, the magnitude of this season, you know, the, the, the amount, like the, the bold, I, I feel so like I, I, you know, I'm not a Celtic season ticket holder. Be absolutely raging if I was. You know, they put all that money in to basically watch games on TV that yeah. you know half of them are on Sky anyway. And they've just been treated, do you know what I mean? They've been treated like that. I, I think for, for that reason alone, as soon as that Fernsvaros game happened, it was like the repeat of exactly what happened against Cluj the year before, yeah. what had happened, you know, with Copenhagen in, in February, March time. You know, we've got ambitions to be a, a you know, a Champions League club. One. We're just, we're Do going we? down a... Do we? Yeah, well, allegedly. But, you know, you're, you're just... You're going nowhere with, with someone like Neil Lennon. He, you know, he, he's proved he's proved it, and now he's proven it every week to us. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like every game in Europe this year has been a carbon copy of itself. But we go like one or two goals up, and then we just fold like a deck of cards. I was doing, and, a, I was you know, doing a Mark. Sorry, to interrupt. I was doing that. I was doing a uh, skit in my head, the Celtic equivalent to Marty McFly, Mikey, right? <laughs> so he comes from 1994. And comes forward to 2020. He's like, so how are we doing? We're like, yeah, we're doing really good. We've dominated Scotland for 10 years now. And then we're hitting a bit of a rough spot. And then Marty we fly from like 1994. Is like, so how much did you pay for your season ticket? And they're like, well, I take it because you're a dominant force now. They just let the season ticket go. And they're like, no, no, we paid 500, 600 euros for the season ticket. And then Marty McFly, the Celtic man says, but, but surely if you just press a few buttons, you get it in free. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And then Martin replies, oh, excuse me? You've had 10 years of domination. Financial money all over the place. All these resources. And, and you've made all the fans shell out tons of cash. And you bought a third-tier defender and a goalkeeper that... Like, see, that, see that, so here's my wee rant. Just my two-second mm-hmm. rant, Mike. Just to get you to get Barry's no, no, back up. No, yeah, yeah, okay, go, go so I, today, because I'm weird, uh, I sat down and went... Okay, let's look at Ajax's goalkeeper. Ajax's goalkeeper uh, was signed uh, and played for Senegal's whatever they did, African one of the African teams under twenties, under seventeens, and now he played for Ajax. He's second string, then he plays for Ajax's top team. He played in the Champions League. Liverpool played with uh, a guy called he's lost his name, Kivars, Kevin, Kivars, or well, it's, it's Irish for Kevin. This boy plays against Ajax and uh, he's 22, 23 years old and he plays and he has been he brought through the youth system of Liverpool and he's Irish big tall guy Irish played in midfield when he was a boy makes up Atletico Madrid I've got the same type of same type of Atletico Madrid Bar- uh, Bayern Munich exact same they've got a guy that they've played through he played young under 21s under 18s under 19s for Germany now is it Noble or whatever he's playing and he played uh, the, uh, at the Champions League Atletico Madrid who played against him also have got the same sort of goalkeeper he's a wee bit older but the exact same track right exact same track okay mm-hmm. right Pickford players that go through Pickford it doesn't really matter but these players are coming through my United's goalkeeper the exact same came through this routine now Celtic have got three three Goalkeeper coaches, three goalkeeper coaches on the books. Probably more because I just started crying when I read it, right? How come Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, uh, Liverpool can all produce young goalkeepers with the same track record of Conor Hazard? But Celtic are too big to just put their own goalkeeper in. When you've got three, think about it. Three essential specialist goalkeepers bringing this our goalkeepers through a network, through hundreds of games, and we don't put our goalkeeper in and go and buy some random get dude, because that's basically who he is. So why? What's the point? A specialist position, a goalkeeping position, should be filled by the next goal. Celtic should not be paying money for a goalkeeper if every other big European club can go and. I mean, your man, your man, our goalkeeper has got the same record as the boy in Liverpool. Exact same record. Better record playing at under-21s for his, his Northern Ireland. But we don't play him. 
why, why, what's the point of having specialist coaches if yeah. we can't produce, but everybody else can? And, and, and all Bayern's doing and Atletico and Ajax are picking the best crop they've got in their country. So the Ajax goalkeeper is the best goalkeeper they've got in their country. So we, being Celtic in 10 years of dominance, should have the best goalkeepers in our country and all we do is move them up. But we're playing Scott Bain and we're playing this guy, man. Like, I don't, I just can't understand it. Why do we have to spend money? Why not bring these players through? I don't know if you saw the the, so, the, so goal, the goal tonight. No, no, it's, it's it's completely justified. But I was I was singing the time warp, um, and it's a, a step to the right. I don't know if you saw AC Milan's goal with the free kick. Yeah, Packy Boyle. Yeah. Radio yeah. was on Packy Boyle. And it's a like, step to the right. Why did he take a step to the right? Like, See, even if he had, I don't think he would have got I it. Don't, I don't think he'd have got it either. But <laughs> to be honest, I think you're right. No, no, I think he wouldn't have got it. But it just didn't. It looked like he was no, moving look, away the from the ball. The were terrible. Aye. I know. Um, but that guy, we spent five million quid on him, and he was the Greek number one. Mm. So... You know, uh, it doesn't look good. I don't, uh, don't think he's actually made a save. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I oh, well, that, that looks pretty good to me then, eh? Just <laughs> yeah. toddle about. But, I mean, you know, El Hamed for their third or fourth tonight. That's, I mean, that's, that's powder puff stuff. And these are guys that looked actually pretty decent under Lennon, like this time last year or... That, that's the biggest issue isn't it that's the thing that just makes you I mean listen maybe he is a crap goalie uh, Barkas but I mean jeez every one of them look, look well, crap at the minute but what I think like tonight when Ayer was playing he was running about he's like sign me please sign me he's like, my lad <laughs> every time he went for a run he's like just look at me look at me he actually looked a bit like Murdo McLeod I thought tonight like a taller yeah. version with that strip on but um do you think, though, you know, like with the Scottish players that have been away international, like I think you mentioned it the other night, Paul, like Christie and and McGregor were kind of just playing really, really well for Scotland. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wonder, like, I mean, they, they do look particularly bad at the minute. And you just wonder, is that because they've seen, like, the difference, what, like, a decent coach can actually do, like in Steve Clark, And, you know, plus, I couldn't get Lennon's chat about We've got to have two separate dressing rooms and all that. I mean, I think after the Scotland, I mean that surely we're doing something wrong because I saw all the Scotland videos of the dressing room. They were all jumping about and had good camaraderie in the same dressing room. So uh, you know, what I mean that that whole two dressing rooms and I'll, I'll build a, a breakout bit was just another that sounds like complete bullshit to me. But anyway, again, I, I just wondered if that particularly with the Scottish players is is has affected it. You know that they've actually seen how a decent, you know, what a decent coach and what a decent coaching setup can do. And that, you know, that's given them basically zero confidence and Neil Lennon just looks like a complete Luddite compared to him. You know what I mean? Compared to Steve Clark. But also as well as like, was the, like, like I'm reading, I'm quite a good, quick reader, so I'm flying through this, uh, I'm just going to keep going back to Celtic's backroom staff. Then I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've read too quickly. Did I read that right there? And there it is there. Three football analysts. Celtic have got three, three first-team football analysts. Now, first-team football analyst Greg Wallace, Peter Houston, oh, and Paul McLeish. Surely not, surely, surely. No, I'm going to, surely not, please. Agent McLeish. It can be. He's a leak. Greg Wallace, Peter Houston, Paul McLeish, all first-team analysts of Celtic. But the top man, Neil Lennon, has said repeatedly, I don't know, I don't know why it's going wrong. Like, we were, they call it. So, Mikey, it's first quarter. First quarter. So, Celtic are a professional club. Professional football team. Professional. They say the word professional a million times. Mikey, it's first quarter. I come into you, you're my CEO, and I say to you, uh, I've just lost loads of money. I've lost a couple of contracts. It won't happen again. And then you ask me, why do you think it happened? Yeah? Are you going to fix it? How yeah. are you going to fix it? And you turn around and say to your CEO, I actually don't know what happened. And what do you do as a CEO? 
Yeah. Yeah. As, a, as a professional yeah. man, Mikey, if I, if I turn around and say to you, they keep talking about professionals, if I turn around and say to you, Mikey, I don't know, I actually don't know how we've lost this contract and I don't know how we've lost uh, millions of pounds and bad bad products and I, I don't understand why our products are not going through quality control. So you say to him, you're my best mate. Do, do you say that anymore like that? World's dead. You no, it is, it is. It's completely gone. That's not how the you know. It's not how football operates. And yeah, that that's the biggest thing. It's like they're operating it like it twenty years ago. Do you know what I mean? But if you come back to your CEO in the next quarter and lose more money and embarrass the company, then and then your CEO says to you, or you're saying to me, "Well, Paul, what did you do again?" You're like, and again, this is a direct quote. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm giving them too much information. Like the minute you're saying that, like you, like it's like pick a window, Paul. Like you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even, I wouldn't even. If you're my CEO, I wouldn't even. I just send you a text saying I'm away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, my brother's got my job in Middlesbrough, and I'm going back home. <laughs> you know what I mean, like you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even, you'd be ashamed to say. It. Uh, as it's. Um... It's fill me, fill me once in it. And, uh, <laughs> Shame on Paul, you're my best friend. See that that press conference that you, you shared, and I'm, 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 it's horrible sharing that, to be honest, because I watched it as well. And someone asked you, bad him, man, said, you bad man. I know, why did you have to share it? And someone said, because it really got me down. I was feeling, I'm always quite a, you know, I'd say I'm quite moderate, but I felt quite low after watching Neil Lennon. He brings you down. And he yep. said, a guy asked, someone asked something about Jock's team, a ridiculous question, ridiculously poor question. Someone asked, so Neil, the issues with defence, is it collective defence or is it individual errors? And that was when he didn't know. He's like, um, sometimes it's collective, sometimes it's individual, and then went off and, and read that. Now, going back to the football analyst point, who should be giving him reports or something, and it's the most non-diverse bunch of football <laughs> analysts, right? Hey, Stephen, see you're down in London, diversity. Right, if you want an analyst, as much as they annoy me, you'd probably get a French person in there, right? Right. Who've got the the critique (laughs) in French. Le le critique or la critique. (laughs) But they're they're, they're good at analysing stuff. I don't know if it's masculine or feminine. But who cares? They're good. Maybe an Italian, someone with a bit of that brings a bit of diversity to the, the approach that you can challenge and have a chat. You get a report in the morning and they say it's a collective defensive error or something. I don't really know what a football analyst does, to be honest. But, you know, it, the, the, you start utilising the, the massive backroom staff that we've got. And when you look at that list, which I apologise, Paul, for sharing it with you because it's obviously traumatised you. But when you look at that list in the cold light of day of our backroom staff, of our meaty, meaty team of support... It looks really poor. There's a lot of poor sort of names there that are that are listed, um, and it doesn't look. It, it wouldn't look like a club that you'd want to go and join. Um, in all honesty, I mean, I listen to, and I don't, I, I don't listen to it that much. But I, I listen to that. Is it off the ball? Is it off the ball? No, not that's the Tam Cowan thing. Um, it's the Simon Ferry one. I don't know what it's called. Open goal. I think yeah. it's called open Man, goal. Yeah. Um, and um, Kieran Tierney was on it, and I don't know if if any of you saw it, but no, I, I thought it was, I, no. But it, he said one thing that I thought was really interesting. And he was like, you know, when I went to Arsenal, like, I couldn't believe it. The chief executive was coming up and you know asking me how I was doing, and you know just being like really friendly and inclusive, and you know what I mean, like um, like all the coaches were sort of like like really interested in me and like you know asking me how. I'm how I was settling into London and he was like that was completely different from Celtic there was basically like a, a clear hierarchy and like everyone was basically shit scared of Peter Law Scott Brown is like the only one that can speak to him and you know so again just I, I suppose feeding that idea that Celtic are just you know miles and miles behind and I hate you know I'm like the biggest one of you know a biggest hater of always comparing us to the Premiership clubs but I mean if that's the culture that at top level Premier clubs and we are kind of wanting to attract players that ultimately will go and play for these clubs you know we need to be something like you know we do need to copy them from a culture perspective and because players are going to go away go on international duty 
find out what's happening at other clubs, how things are done, and we're just going to look so amateurish. Do you know what I mean? And that the players are going to feed off that, and you know we're going to end up kind of where we are at the moment. And uh, you can't, you know, you cannot deny that Rogers obviously for all these kind of faults and and, and all that, and um, you know he brought a level of kind of professionalism and you know standards that a club like Celtic like they have to have basically. And I just like with someone like Neil Lennon, the kind of you know the the old pals act kind of thing, the the list of backroom staff, the you know the the, the repeating sort of like family names, mm. you know, and it's mother, just and motherwell uh, names and motherwell, yeah, and head, what, you know what I mean. Head of international, uh, head of international academy, John McStay. Yeah. So yeah, I, think, I don't know. Oh, I don't know if there've any been any international guys at academy. Can we get a goalkeeper then? <laughs> well, don't we have a couple of guys? Don't we have a left back that plays for like some American team that we just keep on loaning back to <laughs> Goodman or something like that? I don't, I don't know. We've got. We have got Celtic. have got a reserve sports scientist. A reserve sports scientist. Like, who's going on there? Dan O'Day is there. Uh, George McCluskey. William oh. Will, Will McNabb. Mark McNally's there. John McStay. Simon Ferry was there as well. <laughs> Who else do we have? Dan O'Day. Like, I'm sure these guys are all... To- oh, we've got Tosh McKinley. Tosh McKinley, Steve Watson. Uh, we've got... Obviously, we've got all the, all the Strachan family. And uh, I'm just, hmm, yeah. I just I, you didn't I, you, you didn't give a big shout out though to my dad's mate, uh, Big Hugh McGovern from Hamilton. Oh, I was going to say. Um, I was going to say. I was because he works in the kit staff. Right? I, I used to used to see him in. Um, no, he's youth Hill academy. House. Youth academy kit controller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not laughing you if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> Shuggy McGovern is a top guy you used to see him in the Jock Steen Centre in, in, in Hill House and he'd have his Celtic sort of trackies on he was quite old at that point so I'm surprised he's still he's still listed but oh, so I wonder how we've got diversity we've got sexism and ageism in the same podcast no, 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 I bring the boys in from London they just tell you how it is know what I mean I thought he looked a bit seventy when 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 I was a kid at the Jockstein. But so, but I'm delighted that he's he cemented that role of the youth um, kit controller. But I I don't know how that feeds into your your Perzo automatic John Clark. Um, does John oversee Shuggy McGovern, or what what happens there? Like how does it, or is it a bit of tension when Shuggy comes into the into the kit room? John, he's not with, there. Um, John Clark is John Clark gone? Well, maybe did my dad. Did John Clark? Did he? Because he sits outside with my dad's. Maybe my dad will speak to him and ask him. He's he's not there. But maybe he's went just keep keep me off the. Like the man was it was it the man without portfolio? Who was he? <laughs> Peter Mandelson, Peter minister Mandelson. without portfolio. He used to drink um, green tea at lunchtime and stuff like that. Just, <laughs> uh, is Danny McGrain not there? Aye, Danny McGrain. I don't he see had him. A, he had a job for life. Apparently, on the yeah, Brendan Rogers. That's a lovely story. Brendan Rogers said, <laughs> "Liar, liar, pants and fire." <laughs> yeah, he's lying so um, we were saying so basically again for this uh, just for a bit of light heartedness we were saying if you were in a professional situation and your CEO wanted to give you a G up you would uh, maybe send send Neil in a week's training course <laughs> can I follow on from that so you would right so in, in the corporate world if someone was underachieving um, and if you were a, a Stephen Stephen let, let's, let's all be honest here put the cards on the table me and you have been there several times <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm there just now but so but let, let's 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 take names and and, and, and you know and, and let's not make it personal. So if you've you've got a duty of care, so Dermot Desmond obviously he's reeling at the fact he's not sold all the players when he should have, but he's got a duty of care to Neil Lennon, and his duty of care is that he's got to put him on some sort of performance improvement plan. I mean, the the fans have got to get something, right? Mikey's talking about pounding flesh. They've got to get something. So a performance improvement plan, otherwise known as PIP. And the best place in Scotland Stephen, for him Stephen, to go... Stephen, full, full, full disclosure, you're on one just now. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's got to be smart, objective, specific, <laughs> measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. But the, the one place, the one location in Scotland. Time bound, Stevie. Oh, sorry. I, oh, my he's <laughs> on one as well. <laughs> you're a high achiever. So, is it is the coastal, the lovely coastal set in the Largs? I mean, Neil Lennon has to. We need to maybe let the analyst come in and run it for a month. Give him a month out. A month, get him yeah. to Largs and 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 get um, you know some of the top coach, Andy coaches Rockstar. of Largs. And <laughs> Stuart Baxter. <laughs> Listen, that, no, that's too much like hard work for Neil Lennon. He's just he's just there to be the motivator and provide pastoral care for the players. Is that a job in one of the <laughs> Youth Academy pastoral care, Neil Lennon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's just like just like like day one and training the training course, day one and training course, it's Monday morning, Neil Neil's late Neil's late for two hours. <laughs> And then you sit down with the agenda, you're like, right, Neil, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do that, and all that. Then two o'clock comes and there's nobody to be seen. <laughs> we only work three hours a day, I mean. <laughs> I'm taking the afternoon off. I'm going to miss the go the, uh, the objectives or the, the, the defining success. Stony uh, Bridge. I'm going to play Stony Bridge Golf Course with Craig and Gavin Strachan because Craig used to be a, a pro there for 10 years and that gives him ample opportunity to be a sports manager guy <laughs> but no I think without a doubt Neil Lennon needs a bit of largs time you know what I mean he, he needs trainer, I think, to go there course. A, a training course would be brilliant you know and you know stuff like you could say to him like so Neil the team have just won convincingly you're thoroughly delighted the players did everything you asked of them would you give them a few days off or would you get them back in to keep the momentum going? Now, remember, Neil, there's no right or wrong answer here. There's no right or wrong answer. Oh, I want you to feedback. What yeah. would you do, Neil? And and you could just do drills with him constantly. You could get all the press there in Largs waiting for him to come to these training sessions. But he, t- he gave them a time. He gave them a couple of days off in ball and goal. He disappeared to Spain for some Yeah, that's what happened. Some that, that lady. They beat Aki's 5-1 and they gave them a couple of days off. Oh, and close that I'm out here, lads. I've got, I've got a good thing going, I mean. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, heaven's sake, man. Meanwhile, Tommy Turnbull's sitting there in his wee celly pyjamas. He's sensing, I really should have done this. What was the point in that transfer? Well, the thing was, they signed them last year. They all just sat there, like, all looking at each other. Oh man, I just got it's just criminal just now. It's absolutely criminal. But the thing is, the timing we need Celtic more than ever, right? The timing is dark. There's lockdown too. There's all sorts of tears. There's all sorts of stuff going on. You need Celtic as an escape, and Neil Lennon is depressing everyone more than you know. It's just unthinkable what Celtic are doing right now. And and the, the, they're mocking us like Rod Stewart's coming out and saying, you know, it's disgraceful the fans. It's disgraceful what, what the, how they're treating the fans financially yes, and everything else. I think so there's a social. They've I mean, got to be held accountable for it. There's definitely. Rod apology. Stewart said that. Rod Stewart said no one would touch the Celtic job with a barge pole. Is he, is he supposed to be a Celtic fan? Like he's another one again. He's in that. He's in that network of you know mates with Strachan and. Lennon and Peter his Houston. agent, and we're just—it's—it's it's un you know the I know that this this term gets used a lot, but they're basically these guys are gaslighting the Celtic fans. It's just like taking the absolute piss out of them with stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> if you think there's that no one would touch the Celtic, you know, Celtic job with a barge pole, well, yeah. Do you really? I don't I question how much you're a fan of the club you it's, are. Somebody said it's very hard to get into. It. Celtic, because you need to know someday and all that. Carry on. Like, I was really surprised, joking aside, when I looked at the the list that Stephen sent through, and there's no real European, I don't, no real European presence. And I mean, you're half expecting Malcolm McKay to get a job now. I mean, you're, you're yeah. half expecting. I mean, you start looking into it and going down those rabbit holes of like the striving centre that Gordon Strachan's setting up in the middle of England or Warrington. You're sort of looking at it, going, "What are now?" And all these sort of links into different things, and and then the fact, even the fact that Gordon Strachan's name was mentioned to come in, yeah, is that is beyond me. Like, I actually thought somebody was taking the mic, and when I seen it, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't quite believe 
that a Dundee football director is has been thought about or name being put out by Keith Jackson, who's another one. They're all linked. Yeah. yeah. And Scott Brown, I mean, Scott Brown continues to play. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about performance improvement. He's the first name in the team sheet. It's just mad. I mean, the thing is, like, it's gonna. It's if Rangers, with, and then that was the thing. Two nothing today, and you're thinking, oh, here we go. But you just knew it was going to happen. Like, you just knew that we were going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that woman? She was called Maureen. Oh, was that when back in the day when an old woman in Ireland owned Celtic, <laughs> and she she didn't even know it either. No, she had the title deeds like head under the head under her bed. Like, what the fuck is this? You want Celtic love? Oh, <laughs> Camp is lying all the way. <laughs> ah, just amateurs. Amateurs. So you feel better for that making and you feeling better for your I do. I do definitely. Um you know, I I, I hope it but I do hope it changes, you know, but I I, I suppose when I see these lists of who's there and realise it's just like, you know what I mean, it's not a meritocracy at all, it's just like, come in, I'm on, I'll give you a job because, you know, you won't rock the boat. That doesn't, you know, it, basically, Brendan Rogers was too good to turn down, but like this, the Lennon stuff, the Strachan guys, that's that's where that's where the club want to be at, that, that level. Do you know what I mean? And it's just so frustrating because we could, you know what I mean? We could be, like you said the other night, an Ajax. Oh, I mean, the, the one I always look at is, is Red Bull Salzburg. Yeah. Um, and they oh, play, I mean, all their young players come through, all their do. young players are backed. And, 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 and they they're, look, they've got a feeder club in like the, the lower division of Austria. They've just got a total, you know, the, like they just, they run it, like, you know, they know what their business model is. It's ran, you know, it's ran to the letter of that business model. It's all about bringing players through, producing them, selling them on at a profit. You know, I mean, I know people say about Red Bull and all of that, but you know, at the end of the day, that you know, they, they show that it can work. They make the Champions League most years. Yeah. Geez, they give us a cuffing, and you know, I, I'm pretty sure that our wage bill will be about ten times what theirs is. So, you know, the joke's on Celtic really because there's just so many. The joke, no, the joke's not on Celtic because if, if if we are looking at and what we are thinking, what what looks like from the outside looking in, then the joke is actually on the Celtic fans. The Celtic itself, for the people in it, are making lots and lots of money. They're lots and lots of contacts, and they're making a lot a lot of money. And then the players like Christie and Edward have not been they've they've not been able to get pushed on now because we've we've went back. I mean that that thing in the, one of the guys' podcast. He said that there's a rumor going round that Lennon just let them continue John Kennedy, just let them continue doing Brendan Rogers stuff. And what's happened is after a year, a half, their muscle memories have started forgetting what Rogers taught them. And I I was like, I had to go and stand outside. I'm like that that can't be correct. But why is Callum McGregor? Dan Devaney said, what is Callum McGregor doing at the back? Like. Remember the football analysis stuff? They're like, we don't know what's happening. Well, first of all, make your defenders keeping their feet because every time you lose a goal, one of them's lying on the deck. And secondly, <laughs> give you, give you, make sure that your, your your midfielders don't stand in a line in the middle of the pitch when you're playing against a back. Make sure you, you get players darting in behind uh, angles. I mean, I'm not a football analyst, but I can I can give those two things straight away and don't put blanket crosses in to nobody in particular. Move the ball quicker. That's the four things I can do. And mm. I mean, Peter Houston's a great guy, you know what I mean? But surely he's coming out with that stuff, giving him some. I mean, that that Celtic midfield just now is just atrocious. I mean, oh, the, so it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me what people say, like you know, McGregor, Christie, and that deliberately underperforming. That I mean, they've basically got a Euros place to to fight for. Do you know what I mean? You've seen how much playing for Scotland means to Ryan Christie doesn't make sense that he's going to, you know, A, it doesn't make sense that he's angling for a move to a premiership team in January, which means he might not play, kick a ball for six months before the Euros. And, you know, B, you know, with that big tournament coming up, I just don't, you know, that to me, it just 
points to it's coaching. The, yeah. These guys are just their heads are frazzled, or you know they they just can't believe how much of an amateur hour like it is with Neil Lennon that they just have lost faith in them, and that's you know that that's the that's the deal. Do you know what I mean? These players are have got everything to play for, and yeah, yeah. You know, and and they've and they've proven it also as well. Like football's pretty straightforward in terms of f- football. Things happen in a repeat a repeated process, so it repeats itself many, many times. So there's a ball goes out to right back, the right back, the, the right back looks for the midfield player, then cuts it back in. These things happen. You see the heat maps; it happens all the time. So Celtic are doing. You're watching them; they're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Now, if they're not shaped and they're not told to change or whatever, they're just going to keep doing the same stuff, and it just doesn't work. And just because yeah. you just because you put Frimp on, you change them to midfield and put you know it doesn't like, they need guidance like Pat Warner. Yeah. I was driving from the dentist. Pat Warner's like, why is Frimp on standing there? What what is he doing there? And it's been Frimp Bonner's doing that. He's like pure love for the club. He's like, why is, why is Frimp on standing there? What's his position? Does he know? And when Pat Bonner's saying that, you're like, we're gubbed here. Because a good team like AC Milan, just see it, and then just a good team like the Glorious Sons of an Orange, they, they, they just see it and put it into, put it into, those, uh, put it into those spaces. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, these football analysts, you know the, the players are all wearing those things that look like sports bras now, with their, their GPS, yeah. their, their GPS coordinates on it. I think that's all those football analysts doing is Neil McCann, uh, you know, very brightly pointed out on, on Sunday on the radio. Sometimes that can be fake running. So thanks for that, Neil. Well, so the last time, just, just, I, was, I was coming on back from the tennis, which I played well and then just rubbish. I was just a raging. Anyway, I got, and it's, 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 it's Rangers guys on the radio saying, it's just that, that, Smugness, he's ripping off him now. He's like, the thing is, the Rangers have, Rangers have, have got the, they've got the opportunity. They've deserved to be given respect. That he's talking, it's dripping off him. I mean, <laughs> but while he's doing it, Standard Lee edge score. Right, so he does that. Oh, there's a goal. But then he just keeps talking about Rangers getting respect. And Richard Gordon comes in and says, "Oh, sorry, Neil, there's a." There's been a goal. It's it's first. We better tell everybody it's for standard Liège. I'm like, <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, this is the first time that this Rangers machine have been held." And you're like, "Oh, and that's the reason why we've got to be better than everything because I can't stand listening to that stuff." Yeah. It's personal, well, that's what, I, I just say finally that for me that the that was you know you talk about Donald Trump and and the way he goes, goes about in Boris Johnson. We had to listen to Derek Johnson, the charlatan, throughout the nineties, and I'm pretty sure that maybe Donald Trump when he came over to Scotland has has looked at Derek Johnson and thought I could model myself and all that stuff. All this you know you don't get to see them in training. Derek Johnson spouted all this nonsense to us, lies. And then we had the guy from the, the man from the Herald, Jim Trainer, as well. Right. He used to come on BBC Scotland after the the radio. He used to come on after the games and just take the absolute Michael out of all the Celtic fans. <laughs> and he he claimed was he an Airdrie fan or something. Uh, yeah. The Jim. Jim <laughs> These guys will come back, but they will come back. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. It's just it was dripping off the McCann. Like I had a really bad day. It's a bad second set of the tennis, and I wasn't happy. I, I must admit, I scurried that. It's not a tennis podcast. I just wasn't. I, I wasn't. I know I played. I kind of. I was raging, and then driving home, you listen to Neil McCann and Billy Dodge. Just like Rangers now are just. When you look at the goals and not, and they're just unstoppable. And you're like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. <laughs> and then you just sit. And then your brother sends you a, a picture of the Celtic sure, bathroom right. staff, and it's some crazy guys that used to be a golf pro that's a but that's, Celtic but that's, oh. sorry, that's what we grew up with Holy Cross you know you talk about your guy Riley Jim Brogan used to manage Sterling Albany he was standing at the sides during the trials and his son Stephen Brogan he's like I don't want to play football dad I don't like football I really don't like football it's gone Stephen Stephen's up top playing in the, in, the, in the Holy Cross and he's rubbish I mean if you're listening Stephen so I hope you know maybe I'll 
you've perhaps evolved as a player and got a bit better, but at 12 year old, you were absolutely mince. But it was just because your dad, Jim Brogan, managed still in Albany, and everyone thought that was a big deal when really it was quite parochial. And, uh, so we'll finish up with how good was, how good was Dan Devan in his day? Did he play with you? Danny was great. Danny was brilliant. Oh, see, uh, there's another guy. There's another <laughs> Dan Devan. great. I, 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 well, I want to talk to Danny because I'm sure Danny worked in Shoe City. I don't know if and, he did. Uh, I want to do, you know, people talk about their high school reunions. I think you should do a reunion of your first part-time job. Oh, you should say, oh, anyway, sorry, no. we'll cut. But I, I'd like no. to talk. That, that's another podcast, Stevie. <laughs> maybe, Stephen, actually, maybe you should take take Shoe City off your CV. You know I mean? I don't want to say it. <laughs> That's why I want to Stephen, he, he took it too far. Not me. Well, Michael, well done with the, being a father. He traumatises me. Sorry, Mikey. Yeah. Mikey, good luck tonight. Hope you you doing the 11 o'clock feed? Are you? Yeah? Uh, mate, I've heard them crying in the background. I may need to offer the half one feed. Offer myself, offer my services for that Oof, one. That's yeah. hardcore. So, oh. listen, I've given up a lot to come on here. I oh, appreciate um, it, Michael. I just it's been good talking been to cathartic. you. And uh, your brother, your brothers, your brothers are number one fan. I think your brother. Oh, he'll, he'll, he'll be delighted. It. And uh, thanks again for everybody for listening. Thanks, Stephen, for uh, your your northern northern soul uh, know how. Uh, your Middlesbrough, your your middle, your Middlesbrough sensibilities. It's just great. It's just great. We will do that podcast with Shoe City. I'm sure it'll be top five in iTunes. £2.20 an hour. <laughs> Dan Devaney derives all knowledge of being there. <laughs> hush puppies. We, we gave hush puppies enough, to Hamilton. Enough. So thanks everybody okay. for listening. Thank you very much, Mickey Dahl. Thank you, uh, Steve, uh, Corporate Steve. And uh, enjoy the one o'clock feed. Cheers. All the best. Take care. All the best. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Gathlinger speak on behalf of all the Rangers support that we hope that Neil Lennon can turn things around. You never want to see anyone out of a out of a job. Uh, I think he's on the right lines when he mentioned yesterday that he's looking to install a breakout area in Lennox Town. I remember years ago when Rangers did the same in Murray Park and you could instantly see the boost in the lift that it gave the players. So I think he's on the right line.